a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. A showdown between the Supreme Court and President Joe Biden could be very close on the horizon. The administration, of course, is trying to revive its student loan forgiveness program through the Justice Department, who wants the high court to reverse a lower court's ruling blocking the program. The question is, where where are we? Why are we here? What comes next? And to help us break all of that down, please to have joining us on the program today, Michael Stratford, education reporter for Politico Pro. And uh, Michael, first of all, just give us a, a little lay of the land for those who haven't been following this as closely. Obviously, this was an important thing to President Biden done by executive order uh, to cancel some of that student loan debt. But uh, tell us what the process is and where we are now. Yeah, that's good, good, good to be with you. Uh, as you'll remember, in August, uh, President Biden announced that he would use executive action to cancel up to $20,000 of outstanding federal student loan debt for the vast majority of borrowers, for upwards of 40 million Americans. Uh, that program is unprecedented. The administration has never used the this unilateral legal tool to cancel the debt. And so it's run into opposition, mainly from conservatives and Republicans who argue that the administration has overstepped here and uh, doesn't have the authority to do it. So they've filed lawsuits across the country that have bubbled up over the past few months through the court system. And last week, a federal judge in Texas uh, struck down the program, and then an appeals court uh, also blocked the program. So there are two uh, legal impediments to the administration moving ahead with their plans, and now they've turned to the Supreme Court uh, for relief and to ask the Supreme Court to undo those lower court decisions. And so give us some sense of, of what that might look like. We know that, uh, and you reported this in your piece, uh, that uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett had rejected some of those preliminary requests and uh, some of those other lawsuits to, to block uh, the relief program. What is it uh, likely to look like or what are the arguments going to play out like uh, if this does move all the way to the Supreme Court? Yeah, as, as you point out, uh, there were some earlier lawsuits um, that went up to the Supreme Court. Uh, th- those weren't addressing the underlying merits of the of the issue here, which right. is at its base, whether the president has this authority or not. Um, and so the latest um, appeal is in a case that's seen, I think, broadly by experts as a a little more serious challenge to the administration's legal authority. It's from state attorneys general, um, from from six six Republican state attorneys general. Um, And so that emergency request went in today uh, to the Supreme Court. It will go to 
to Justice Kavanaugh because he oversees that part of the country for emergency matters. Uh, but he could refer to the to the full court. Um, and in any event, the Biden administration has signaled and made clear that it's going to uh, go to the Supreme Court uh, all the way in these in these lawsuits. And eventually, the Supreme Court is likely going to have to address the, the the core question here of of his presidential authority. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, and looking at that, uh, so one question is, in terms of how this would play out, this goes to the Supreme Court, they agreed to hear this. Uh, is this one of those where we're likely to have something happen early in the year, and then we you know, we probably won't hear the ruling until you know, late in the term? Uh, how does that play out? And in the meantime, uh, is everything continued to be on hold in terms of people being able to actually apply for those uh, that debt forgiveness? Yeah, that's a good question. It's always hard to to know exactly what the Supreme Court is going to do. The the request today was an emergency request, but the Biden administration noted in its filing that if the it gets rejected on the emergency request, it it would recommend that the Supreme Court uh, conduct some type of uh, briefing on this issue on an expedited basis. Mm-hmm. They are running up against a December thirty first deadline, which is when they said that they would begin restarting payments for federal student loan borrowers. Uh, Those who have student loans will know that uh, the payments and interest have been frozen on pause since March 2020. Um, So there's a sort of a ticking clock there, whether the administration um, would restart those those loan payments um, or extend again. Um, but in the, in the meantime, they, they started accepting applications uh, in October when they rolled out the, the plan. But because of these court challenges, that is on hold. They've received roughly 26 million applications, have approved 16 million people for loan forgiveness, um, but have been unable to accept new applications since last week as a result of these court decisions. Yeah, and again, I think that just ends up creating so much uncertainty for the for the very people you're trying to help, uh, which is is often the case. And and regardless of how people feel, whether they should do that or shouldn't do that, uh, the interesting thing to me is how it's being done. Obviously, when it's done by executive order uh, rather than through Congress, there's always going to be a lawsuit, and it works its way up. And this is why we have such contentious uh, confirmation hearings around the uh, Supreme Court, whether they're being nominated by a Democratic administration or a Republican administration. Uh, is there anything you see on the horizon, Michael, in, in terms of uh, any kind of certainty uh, or any kind of, of timing in terms of uh, where, again, those who have borrowed might have some confidence or certainty in what they need to expect, either in paying back or being forgiven? Uh, look, unfortunately not. The, the reality is, um, as you pointed out, whether you support or, or don't like this program, these borrowers are in limbo. There yeah. are people who have applied and been promised relief, um, and it's now unclear whether that's going to, to happen. And people are, are wondering what is, if any, going to be my debt obligation come January. Um, so unfortunately, the answer is there's not much certainty <laughs> 
there. I mean, the advice is probably uh, to pay close attention to to what's happening with the program. And, you know, people might have applied for this program and uh, thought that they were going to get money, but you know, you don't want to go out and, and spend <laughs> spend money. Don't um, buy that big screen TV go, just go yet. Go to the bank on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Michael Strafford is the education reporter for Politico. Great insight. And this is one we're going to continue to watch very closely, impacting uh, a lot of Americans uh, across the board. Michael, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Uh, again, this is one of those classic examples. If Congress doesn't act... The executive branch will. They'll do it by executive orders. Somebody will file a lawsuit. It works its way through the courts, all the while creating uncertainty for the very people that we're supposed to be helping. That's part of the problem. Uh, But we'll watch this one closely in terms of what happens at the Supreme Court uh, between the Biden administration and these uh, attorneys general looking at uh, whether that's legal, whether he had authority to forgive that student debt. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more coming up on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.